Before we get started, I just wanted to give a little insight on what's coming up. This episode starts our In Your Skin series, where I interview people of each Enneagram type who have truly done some deep work with themselves. This is my first time interviewing someone on the show, so I'm learning quite a bit on this journey. What happens when you mix two sevens on a podcast? A lot of laughter, some randomness, and more seriousness than you'd probably expect. Here we go. Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram Podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. And today we're starting a super exciting episode. Here at Do It For The Gram, we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We're doing it to better our communities and the people around us. And today with our new interview series, I have someone really special here, the person who introduced the Enneagram to me, B. Chris Simpson. He is the minister at Holmes Road Church of Christ, and he is a Enneagram 7. Intro music, let's go. amazing b chris welcome to the show thanks for having me wow i'm so hype right now <laughs> so as you know i'm a seven b chris is a seven so it's about yes. to be a lot of energy bro going on right now bro oh my goodness okay so all right we're, we're gonna go ahead and cut to the chase because Damn. the stories can go long this will probably be a part two type I'm of episode that. that's it, my fault and that's okay that's okay that is it is good it's gonna be some good things this going is more. On. so uh my teacher um ginger lipta bagda who's um, taught me to be certified in enneagram and she's a beast uh has been studying over 40 years she says that we don't find the enneagram it finds us so mm. how did the enneagram find you bro my wifey she and her mother, they were studying through this book and it had taken them by storm and they were talking about it nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And so then I visited my mother-in-law with my wife and she was like, you need to do the Enneagram. We've been talking about this Enneagram, Enneagram. This was many years ago, probably. I say many. It, it seems like a lifetime ago because it's like my life pre-Enneagram and then my life post-Enneagram. So different. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... um it was maybe like seven years ago and she tested me and 
they said I was a seven. And I was like, oh, yeah, bet. You know, I'm I, I'm definitely that. I am uh, gregarious and boisterous and full of energy. But then they started talking about other stuff like, oh, how I avoid pain. And I'm like, bro, you don't know me at all, bro. I face pain. Like, like you don't know me at all. They was like, oh, yeah, you uh, avoid pain. Yes, you avoid pain. And, and, and both of them was like, oh, yes, absolutely. You're, you're a huge avoider, a huge avoider. And I was super offended. I was like, oh, bro, don't come at me telling me that I avoid pain because you know how I am. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm from the hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was bullied growing up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done been through it. Don't tell me. You know what I'm saying? And um, they they kept breaking it down, kept breaking it down. And as they kept breaking it, bro, you talking about the Enneagram finding me. Mm. Bro, that mud found me, backed me up into a corner. <laughs> That's what it did. Defensive? Defensive, right. <laughs> For real, that's what that's what happened, right? That was me. And so that's kind of like uh, when you. So this is how the story goes when B Chris introduced it. So we were having a young adult night um, at his house, and after like the whole Devo, he brought out the big blue book, and he was like, "Let's do the Enneagram." That's right, Right. the wisdom of the Enneagram. And so, which I have on the table here, of course. Um, And he he said, "Let's let's take this, you know." Kind of like personality. So mm-hmm. we took this, you know, two question test and uh, he would read out the first and like second paragraph. And the first paragraph is always super exciting. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is me. This sounds real good. <laughs> then that second paragraph hits you and it's like hitting you in the stomach. And it's like mm-hmm. you're extra uncomfortable, but you're trying to look comfortable because now we're in the midst of other people. Yeah. And so that's exactly what it is. And then to your point about um, like the fear part of avoiding pain, it's so true. Yeah. It's like. At first, it's like, nah, I don't avoid pain. I, I right. ain't scared. I deal with it. I ain't scared. I open, I, I'm open to pain. <laughs> like, look at me. I'm open to pain. Yeah. I ain't scared. I've yeah. been through a lot, you know? Yeah. But then it was like, nah, you've been avoiding your whole life. Like, oh, right. Okay. So that was definitely how it found you, and then it helped mm-hmm. to find us. Right. So you mentioned your wife helping you to discover the Enneagram. Yeah. How has the Enneagram impacted your life and marriage? It has, um, man, in countless ways in my life, it's given me insight into why I do the things that I do. The thing that brought me to the Enneagram and that made me sort of prefer it to other very accurate and um, helpful assessments and tests like the DISC profile or the Myers-Briggs is because it focuses not only on how I am... um, dealing with and uh, interacting with the world around me. But I describe it, it tells me who I am when I'm in a room by myself. It tells me stuff like from my childhood. It tells me things about how I'm internalizing these messages. So even if ain't nobody else there, I am. And so it's telling me who I am. And then on top of that, it tells me how I'm interacting with people. And so it helped it helped in my life because the first thing it's going to tell me is, well, this is why. You didn't go out for sports when you were younger. This is why. All that fear and those internalized messages and that uh, potential failure that we're not going to do. That I do things I'm good at. If it ain't that, it's going to cause some type of pain, some type of discomfort. And I don't do discomfort. Right. Okay. It's going to tell me that when I'm just in a room by myself with my thoughts. Then, um, to answer your, uh, your second question, it's going to tell me how I interact with others and why Mm -hmm. and so you know my wife is a nine yes Ooh, 
the crown of the Enneagram <laughs> and then also different in how she sees things. And so I'm thinking actually some of what she is doing, you know, I'm learning this throughout the years. Some of what she's doing is negativity. Mm-hmm. A lot of what she's doing is just not positivity. And I internalize if it's not positivity, it's negativity. Whereas some of the things she's doing or some of the things she's saying may be negative, but a lot of things she's doing is not actually negative. It's just not positive. She's just stating things. She's just being herself. She's just in reality. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I didn't know um, that she was in reality and I wasn't. That I'm just making everything positive. I'm making everything with juice. I'm making everything with, you know what I'm saying, confetti. And it's like balloons everywhere, no mm-hmm. matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so then that was the first fruits of the Enneagram that it yielded straight away. Mm. So I think you hit on some really, really strong things for especially sevens who are listening and people in relationship with sevens. Is yes. that we have this tendency, this natural instinct to want to make everything positive mm-hmm. and to rationalize everything to be positive. And it happens so quickly that many times we don't realize it. Not That's all. the crazy part. We're like, no, it was, it was good. And it's like, no, that was not good. Nothing right. about it was fine. It was not okay. Uh, but in our mind, somehow we've already went to a point where it's like, no, no, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So we're going to come back to that because I have okay. a series of like coaching questions i want to uh talk about Ooh. our psychological defenses going on there okay which is going to be really good yes. just to show the audience okay the 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 way that it protected us and the way that it hurts us at the same time okay yeah yeah so moving on to the next question which is a little bit about so you are one of the co-ministers at Holmes Road Church of Christ mm-hmm. um which the church has been doing really really good thank god mm-hmm. and he's been using god you and Cameron good. Yes. He's been using you uh, and our other minister really, really well to help bring people in and like just where it's a place they feel community and love. So can you speak on how your sevenness as Enneagram seven has helped you grow into not only growing the church, but helping people? Does your workplace stink because the culture sucks? Are you tired of tolerating people and wish you could all work together cohesively? Does the mere idea of going into work give you anxiety? If you said yes to any one of these, you should probably quit your job. But since you're not going to quit your job, you should contact Kaizen Careers. At Kaizen Careers, we are all about improving workplace performance. We use a unique tool called the Enneagram. The Enneagram helps individuals and organizations become more self-aware. That self-awareness lends into helping organizations with communication, conflict management, and leadership development, ultimately turning self-awareness into self-mastery and creating healthy workplace cultures so you can improve your services and bottom lines. Contact Kaizen Careers at K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com or Milton at KaizenCareers.com or give us a call at 901 334-1644. I think um, I have this energy and I think it's a positive energy. It's a vibe. It's an electricity. You know what happens when 
the juice on your phone runs out. Mm-hmm. You can't do things. It's like, oh no, my phone is dead. Like when my phone died, it's like a person did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like mourn a service <laughs> arrangements and a repass, bro. Until we can get to that charger again, get get in gas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like until we can get to electricity yes. and we can charge the thing. Right. If we can charge the thing, now we're back. Now we can keep working. Or um, when a light goes out and then here comes darkness because there's no light, we need a new bulb that can pick up that electricity. Mm-hmm. I found that in my life, my gift that doesn't have anything to do with me, I, I believe it has to do with God mm-hmm. and what he gifted me with is electricity. And so I have learned that things that are small, things that are in need, things that are growing dim. A huge part of my ministry is ministering to people at dim places in their life where the light's getting dim, where the bars on that icon are becoming fewer and fewer and fewer. They're powering down. And so then it's been my privilege to step into a room, into a relationship, into a church, an organization, and to power the thing back up. And it is a great honor, privilege. (laughs) It's just like, man, like in my toes and my fingers and in my hair, like I'm bald, but I can still feel (laughs) where the electricity would like still make my head tingle. It's like this huge honor to be able to power up somebody. And it was like, wow. So before you started doing your work here, B. Chris, there was, you know, darkness, slow movement, but now we're powered up again. And so I've been, uh, I've been able to do that. And um, in the church, I've been able to do that in some of the not-for-profit organizations that I work with. Mm-hmm. I've been able to do that in my family and different relationships that I've had. And I think it's been, I, th- I think it's been a God thing. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. Yes. And so I think what's um, so important uh, in my life is, so I've known B. Chris for how many years now? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Wow, it's been some years. It's um, been wow. It's been some years, but since college. Yeah, since yeah. college. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has been um, so impactful and moving to me to see someone who is the same number as me, even though I didn't know then the same number as me who uh, continuously is doing work with themselves, personal growth. And to see the path that they're on. And when we found the Enneagram and I was like, I'm a seven, he's a seven. I was like, oh my goodness. And to see the places that you were and that you um, are and, and the places you keep going and, and growing and growing and growing and developing has like helped me immensely to keep growing. Because it's places where I was like, I don't know why he acting like that's a seven. What is his emotions? Sevens don't get there, you know, type of deal. But now my emotions are readily more present now. I mean, I still struggle with, you know, wanting to avoid them. That's going to be a thing. But seeing you be able to get there and not see emotions as weakness, but as strength uh, has been amazing. And then just to see all of the different ways that just mentally, spiritually, that you have been able to, I guess, evolve to has been Leaps and bounds helpful to me. 
right? It has helped me so much. And so, Bruh. speaking on that, right? Because we on the sevenness, and I, I want to honor you with that one. Because right now, I know your class, you're doing a class on honor and shame. That's right. I'm doing a class on honor and shame society versus guilt, innocent society. Yes. yes. So, I definitely want to honor you on this podcast because you've oh. been such a blessing to me and helped me grow so much. It's ridiculous. Um, Hard to believe, bro. Y- yes, but it's so true. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I want to talk about, too, is... The, so what are some of the struggles of being a seven and being a minister of a church and working with so many people with so many different details as a seven? You know, we don't always master the details naturally. So what has been some of the struggles being um, in the ministry and your sevenness? What's been some of the struggles? I'm electricity. Mm. Yeah. You know, whenever you're in a house and that meter man comes by adjusting things and you just look out the window and you see somebody moving in orange and putting stuff on the ground and it's like climbing up on poles um to try to make sure that you have what you need and that this thing doesn't blow up mm. so my greatest problems have been I'm electricity untamed electricity sometimes which causes fire which burns people, which shocks people, which makes sparks fly. Um, And unfortunately, there have been times when I'm only electricity, thinking that to make a building run smoothly, to make a building, an edifice, like function properly, as if electricity is the only thing it needs. Mm. But if this is to be a church building where we're in here every day, working, ministering to our community, worshiping, electricity is important, but so is water. We got to wash our hands, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so is air conditioning. Mm -hmm. We we, we can't sweat to death in this well-lit room. So is heat. You know what I'm saying? Gas. Mm -hmm. All these other things that make a building right. You know what I'm saying? Furnishings, all these other things. And it's been my inflexibility, which is strange. Because as a seven, I pride myself on flexibility. Right. I pride myself on that. But it's my um it's 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 that not wanting to feel things that I don't want to feel that makes me inflexible. I didn't know that. The people who are okay with feeling a myriad of different emotions, a myriad of different things, facing a myriad of different um, uh, potential situations, that's what makes people flexible, that I actually don't know what's out there. I don't know what's coming, but I feel confident that I can face that and get through it just fine. That is not how I live my life. Shock. I live my life knowing, no, I will always be okay if I just bend every situation to me, bend reality to my own positive addiction, opposed to me bending to it. And so my lack of flexibility in surprising ways is what made me only electricity. Mm -hmm. I'm only just walking around here shocking people, even if they ain't on dead, even if they got plenty bars, even if they have plenty of energy or even if they're trying to let the bars run out, you know, mm-hmm. everybody don't need energy. Right. Some people need rest, not just some people, but me. So what does it look like when I'm trying to charge somebody who's already charged? 
What does it look like when I'm trying to give something to someone to bring them up when they, at this phase, this season of their life, they're better powering down? It's spiritual to power down. It's right to power down. God rested on the seventh day. It's it's right to do that. But here I am powering up. Uh, my co-minister and I, we um have been blessed to work with each other. He is an Enneagram 9, which is so interesting because I have an Enneagram 9 as a wife, an Enneagram 9 as a co-minister. And he has just been amazing to my leadership. The elders at our church say, you know, this is a team approach. And B. Chris, we're wanting you to take the lead on some of these things to make sure that the team runs properly. I would be nothing without the team, though. My co-minister, we, um, in 2018, we were doing some evaluation stuff. He said, after I leveled my evaluation, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I can be pretty critical, especially if I'm stressed out and I'm trying to get something done. Because you, you know, share that line with the one. They go to one in me. Woo. Yeah, it's like, hold up, is it hot in here? Am I a little stressed? Which could be for, for anything. It's like, am I hungry? Okay, I'm critical. You know, I'm stressed out, I'm struggling, I'm hungry, I need a burger. <laughs> so now I'm going to be critical. I'm going to turn to a one, you know, the, the negative traits of a one. Yes. And so my, my community says, um, essentially, you're doing too much. And you're expecting us as your team to do too much too. What he told me essentially was your seven is in the way you want your life, which ain't even good for you. Working with all these organizations, out with all these different people, meeting, 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 meetings, preaching and traveling, preaching and throughout the city, just all these Boom, 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 this busy, busy schedule. You come here and then you want us to do the same thing. You're doing the ministry like that. And he's like, but we're a church. We're not you. And you're not you. He says, a lot of things you shouldn't be doing, bro. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard because for the seven, we are good at a lot of different things. Mm. Not necessarily always great at them, but we're, no, no, no. But we pretty good, we're pretty though, good bro. though, right? Yeah, we pretty, pretty good, good though. And so yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. issue because a lot of people ask us to do stuff, right? And for the seven, it is really hard sometimes to say no because, like, yeah, I can do that. I can be good at that. You know, no. I can. You know, that feels something in us. Like, oh yeah, if I can do that, that makes me feel kind of good. And so I remember, mm. I was in, I was still in college. I think I was a senior, and you came through. Uh, I think you were speaking or preaching or something, yeah. and you came to my apartment, and I had actual question about actual question about something that um, I was asked to do, and I was like, should I do this? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should do this. And I remember you saying, "It's like no, you should not," because mm. something that um, you were talking about at the time. I think this was. I don't know if this was post Enneagram or pre. Bro, it was post. It was post. Okay, yes, it was post Enneagram. I remember this time. Um, and you said something to the to the effect that I need to be able to trust that God's going to fill it with somebody who can do it and be that's capable right. to do it. And I was like, because mm, you were like, that's a lack in faith if you feel like God can't fill that position and somebody else can do it well. That's right. I was like, mm, yeah, mm, that. Mm. And at first, I was like. I really didn't agree with it. I was like, I just don't. <laughs> no, I don't know if you know. Because, right, you know, right. I don't know if anybody can do it just like I can do it, you know. Right. And, and it's like, that was a lack in faith. Yeah. That seriously was. And so I just remembered yeah. that moment being so serious because for sevens, it's a lot of people ask you to do stuff. And it's going to be really hard to say no sometimes, but you really have to internally know 
what am I actually trying to do? What am I being led to do? Mm-hmm. And so you'll actually have a good sense of what I should be doing and what I should not be doing. Mm-hmm. What I can say no to, because it's tough, you right. know, because those things bring excitement. If you've made it this far and have not already taken the Enneagram test, here are a few that I trust. You can always go to kaizencareers.com forward slash Enneagram and scroll to the bottom for the quick two question test based off of the Russ and Rizzo's quick test. The second one I trust is Eclectic Energies. It's another free test that has about 30 or so questions and can be pretty accurate depending how self-aware you are. The next one I trust is the Enneagram Institute for a more thorough test that will give you possibly your top three types. You can go to EnneagramInstitute.com and the tester has a minimum cost but it's pretty accurate. Last but not least, I trust the Integrative 9 test. This can be found at Integrative9.com. This test is one of the most expensive tests but I believe it to be the most accurate and gives a ton of information based on your type. It includes personal life, but really shines on how your type performs professionally. Sevens are the electricity. They are the usually the entertainer, the person who makes oh, fun, yeah. the party person, the person that sure. gets it going, right? Yeah. The issue is a lot of times sevens and other people get stuck in thinking that that's only that person. Mm. And so what experiences do you have where people are so used to you being the entertainer that have impacted your life? Yeah. So I have a good number of college friends. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the early, the earliest examples in my pre-Enneagram life that the Enneagram gave me so much um, insight into. And this has been a reoccurring theme. Um, I started to struggle mm-hmm. in my spiritual walk. Um, had gone through some really high ups and low downs toward my last year of university. Mm-hmm. And I needed something specific, I thought, in my friends. In my friends, I needed something specific. And I was like, they are not meeting mm. these expectations and it reawakened these thoughts I had, which were essentially, mm-hmm, that's why I can't trust y'all. And I got to do this by myself because every time I need some, y'all ain't doing it right. right. Y'all ain't coming through in the clutch. Mm-hmm. You just out here chilling, huge conflicts. And they would tell me, we don't know this you. Mm-hmm. It's as if we are talking to a stranger you're crying, you're struggling, you're um, not doing things um, well. And so it was difficult because they were saying, you've been the funny guy. You've been the one who's always um sort of entertaining class clowning you're always that guy so you're always okay you're always positive we don't know this sullen person we don't know this person who has needs we don't know this person who is breaching negativity for the first time uh, around us and so it's been it's been that um that thing that has been a huge 
a hardship in my friendships and even in my marriage. It first became a problem then uh, toward the end of college. They were shocked. We don't know this you. So it's hard to minister and love this you because he's not someone we know. Later on, the exact same thing happened in my marriage. My wife who begged me to be more vulnerable, who begged me to be more open. Mm -hmm. When I became open and vulnerable, she just did not know what to do with that. And I thought it was because she was insensitive when really she was just shocked and she had not met this person before. In the truth, I had not met him. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. And so in my life, it didn't occur to me that in convincing myself out of all the bad things that have happened to me, all the struggles that I've had, the traumas in my life, big T traumas and little T traumas, right. that after all those things, I would convince myself first that it was positive. Then I would work to convince others it was positive so that I could cope with that trauma, with those bad things. It had not occurred to me that I would be so convincing. Mm. It had not occurred to me that I would do such a good job convincing them that everything was positive and everything was okay, that they would believe it wholesale. And then I would create a brand new problem, which essentially would be in my vulnerability, which was at the worst point because I was in so much need at the time. So now I'm in need because things are dark. But now at this moment, I have to turn around and convince them the other way. I have to undo the convincing I did before that everything was positive and I was this type of person. I have to now convince them the opposite way, which can only be done with a whole bunch of fighting, arguing, crying, hurt feelings, distance. Mm. Bro. Oh, you you speaking to my soul right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that soul speak That's is real. Thing. Yeah. You know, um, that I've gone through. So in my certification program, um, our teacher, Dr. Uh, Liptavoga, she said, sevens are like champagne. And she said, when mm. it's too many bubbles, it's going, oh, it's overflowing and you can't drink it. When it's too little bubbles, it's flat and you don't want it. But it just has to be just right, the right oh. level. So the issue is that, so I came in bubbles overflowing the first day, right? right. I was late. I had my Enneagram shirt that I designed on. And so <laughs> I walked in, styling, profiling. I came yes. to my seat. People Dude, were laughing. And it's like, what, uh... They said, what number are you? I said, what number do you think I am? And it was like seven. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, so we yeah, had a yeah. good time and fun and everything. But we got to the point because it was so challenging, emotionally challenging yeah. and mentally draining where uh, we were getting coached and we were coaching. So it got to the point where um, it had really got to the real layers of who I am. Yes. And so I would go through one coaching session and I had different people in the room, not everybody, but they were like, we need you to get your bubbles back, your bubbles back. And so what they thought is that when I'm overflowing, that's who I really was. Right. Right. They didn't understand that that wasn't my right level. Where I was when I was there was actually my right level. I felt full, which is one yes. thing that sevens lightly, I mean, <laughs> lightly, um, barely feel we we mm. don't feel full complete that's right we feel oh. light we don't feel yes. grounded and yes. so floating right so i felt grounded mm. for like once in a long time kind of mm. you know like she had me in front like i was it was weird i was rocking like a baby but anyway she had yeah. me, it was, it was kind of crazy <laughs> but it worked yeah, and yeah. so i felt really good and like me being in that 
um, place. Granted, I didn't necessarily have that much sleep, and maybe my face was saying something too. But they, a lot of them thought that like me overflowing with bubbles was like that's who I naturally am. That's right. it. And I was like, no, that's not. That's actually me shook up. Right. I, I've been shook up, and I'm mm-hmm. doing too much right that's now. Right. So I need to bring it yeah. down. You know. Uh, so that was really helpful because a lot of times for sevens, um, you can get stuck in filling that entertainer role. Oh. And the issue is what you were saying, B. Chris, where we have so we've done a, such a good job of convincing people that that's exactly who we are. Right. That when we actually have real issues and we're at moments where we can't put on that front. That's right. Now our friends and people are looking at us like, what's wrong with you? Right. Like, what do you want us to do? You're supposed to be this person. This is well, your who job. Who brought this right. four in here? Right. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> Crying, sad, right. depressed, what's broke down. emotions? Yeah. And I love fours. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now you're all strict like and you're yeah. everything? Like, yeah. 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 So it's like having people to see who sevens really are beyond the exterior. Everything's okay. I rationalize everything to be happy. Mm-hmm. I am great. I am not avoiding pain right now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So that that is super, uh, super, super something that we... We all have to definitely as sevens work on is being grounded. All right. So one thing I would say, what's the best part about being a seven? What would you say the best part? My relationships. Oh, okay. Oh, I love it. You know, I tell my wife, we be going places, bro. And I don't know. It's true. That and and I had lost this whenever I had faced my darkness and whenever my darkness comes back. Right. But when I have it, it is this childlike, innocent, enraptured. Like I'm just enraptured um, with the world Mm -hmm. and with these small things, full of gratitude. Yes. Like, like even right now. So you're doing this and like. Me knowing you as a freshman and us Ooh. coming up together, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I'm seeing your thing, and I'm so like, like I'm, I'm so serious. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm hype, yeah. and I tell people from the pulpit, like, bro, I can feel this, and in my toes, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to them how I feel, but that's for real. Right. Like, I, I start feeling excitement in my body, mm. and I want to jump and dance and, and and move and like for real. At a birthday party, I'm just loving this so much. I'm loving the fact that this friend of mine is turning 40. I'm loving the fact that he's with his wife again and it's awesome. I'm loving the fact that we're at this great restaurant. Loving the fact that the food is good. Mm. Loving the fact that our waitress is smiling. Loving the fact that I'm with my wife right now. Loving the fact, loving the fact, loving the fact. Oh. My wife, like like I tell my wife and she says, you, 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 she, she tells me, you're being brash nervy. You're being brash nervy. She says, you're being brash nervy. I was once out at this restaurant with a whole group of friends and I was like i'm so excited i'm like oh my goodness you have a fork you have a fork did i have a fork i, I saw a fork here did she give me a fork ma'am i'm like trying to flag down the way she's hey uh, uh can i have a fork and my wife the whole time i'm like <laughs> my wife she slowly touches me and she's like here's your fork and she says you're not excited you're manic <laughs> she calls me she's like no what you are is manic Next like level. bro Ooh. I'll be reading the Bible. I'll be looking at the goodness of the Lord. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can feel the spirit in this place. <laughs> and it's just like, mm, seven o'clock on a Tuesday. I just read some app or something, some yeah. daily devotional. And she's like, okay. She's talking to my daughter, my my, my kids. Okay, we're going to let daddy have that moment. He's, uh, <laughs> he, he's manic in the spirit. We're going to let him have that moment. The oh. best part of my life is my relationships, like mm. seeing my wife be released from things and seeing her shine and and then my children right. 
I, I one time went into this fit of excitement and just, just being proud. And just when I, when I saw my daughter at school, she was walking into the school and she's in the first grade now. And I mean, when I took her to kindergarten, she was always hesitant you know, we don't know if she's a six or a four. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's probably bad to type children. It's but, all good. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're not sure, but she's been hesitant. And so she, one day I, I caught her walking, but like proudly, just mm-hmm. walking from the car into the school as if I'm not new anymore and I've got my feet under me mm-hmm. and I feel good. Ooh, I can just, so, oh man, with my friendships and then just seeing the gratitude and just being so thankful for life, just so thankful for people who, um, who love me. Um, it's just so much. It it, it fills me up. And sometimes it fills me up. I I get dizzy from being filled. Like I have to really slow down because, you know, you just honored me and gave me so much. I have to grab something because I I think I'll float away or it, it it's uh, euphoric hype excitement it's like the electricity is just up voltage beyond and that's the best thing it's it's exciting and people say my life is exciting with you and I'm like my life is exciting with you it's the excitement of life and not things that I have to go and get But I'm talking about excitement is here right now with a hundred people. It's here right now with one person. It's here right now when I, when I just got paid, it's here right now after Christmas and our kids and let us draw. And it's like, okay, y'all, we eat peanut butter and jelly for the next two months. The next time you see me, it's going to be March, homie. You know, all of that. That's the best part. I think you hit on, did did you all hear the sadness? It It was beautiful. (laughs) It was absolutely beautiful. But see, this is also a really yeah. good and high level of self-mastery when you talk about uh, seven being present to the things that's going on, the small things that are going on. Because the seven, when we have not ma- like self-mastered really well or when we're unhealthy, we can look like constantly ideation and planning for the future and we get stuck there instead of being present yeah and so uh for b for you to be saying those things of like your relationships those Mm -hmm. things those small details and those beautiful things being able to slow down to notice those is such a like wonderful place for a seven to be that's such a healthy a place where you've worked on self-mastery you've done a lot of work um and so that's one of the beautiful places so one of the things is, I'm going to go through these array of questions. Really okay, quick. I'm ready. Okay. All right, so we're going to talk about the psychological defense and kind of the paradox a little bit of okay. the Enneagram um, Seven. So the psychological defense of the Seven is rationalization, which we have like a superpower to like frame things for good oh, and for yes. bad, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question. So how has rationalization helped you in life? I mentioned earlier these traumatic experiences. That rationalization is the thing that kept me from being worse, from acting out, from being angry, from fighting all the time, um, f- from getting put out of school, even suicide. Mm-hmm. How has rationalization hurt you? It's prevented me from seeing real things because the real version of me even if flawed 
in pain and struggling is always better than the best fantastical version because the real version is actually here. The, the, the version of me on my life in the fantasy doesn't exist. So even a bad me in reality is worth more than a perfect me in fantasy because one is actually here in the flesh and the other one is a figment of my own imagination. So I have let reality slip away from me by rationalizing and rationalizing is a new school way of lying. Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what rationalization <clears throat> is. And so I wanted the audience to see, like, especially with our psychological defense, because each type has it, that part of it, when we were younger, it's protected us. And even right. sometimes now it helps in mm-hmm. different situations. Yes. But also at the same time, when it's out of control, how it hinders our lives. And for sevens, it allows us to live in this fantasy world. Yes. And... For a while, me coming to the realization of like rationalization, I started to wonder what was true. What's in my real family? at all? God dog it. That was a rough part <laughs> of my darkness. I... That patch of growth. What is real? Who am I actually? I don't know. I, I think I'm still figuring that out. Oh yeah. That's the That's the word. Hopefully you have found some value in this podcast episode. You can help to keep this podcast going by supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a site where you can support content providers. Podcasts are free to listeners, but not free for creators. It actually costs money and definitely time to produce consistent and weekly podcasts. I podcast because I want to reach people and change our community through the Enneagram. If you want to help in that by supporting me, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash do it for the gram. So that's what I have for today. Our episode with B. Chris Simpson. Thank you so much. Man, bro. Love, bro. So love. what's uh what's the church website? Homes Road Church. Dot com and we are um we're actually uh creating a new website but just google homes or church of christ in memphis and you'll see a couple of websites there go to both of them we would love to have you we are a loving kind church i mean multicultural especially for this area we've got black people we've got white people we got democrats and republicans you know what i'm saying what? we got conservative yes. and progressive you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying we have like theologically it's just sort of like this melting pot of love so please come see us look us up yeah and there's no place there's no place like homes exactly <laughs> so we definitely love for you to come visit and also check out the site uh, if you're just looking for a place that um, is really creating a community yes. of love and like actually people really working on themselves to mm-hmm. grow and know the Lord more yes. this is a place for you follow us on Facebook Instagram yes Twitter. yes 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 yeah. um, and if you want to hear some really touching uh, powerful energetic electric <laughs> loving impactful and funny sermons you definitely need to check out uh b chris on um facebook live or just come and take a visit because he definitely does that well and so before you go don't forget to subscribe hit subscribe subscribe button so that you get all of the latest updates of what's going on in this episode with this podcast and also don't forget to go to do it for the grand podcast.com there's a special enneagram gift there if you become a subscriber to my uh internet website and also, uh, the last thing is when you're with your family, when you're with your friends and your coworkers, and something pop off and you're upset and you're mad, remember, do it for the gram. Mm. Not Instagram, but the Enneagram. Yes. We'll see you soon next time. <laughs>